This is another in my series of recording of Joseph Mercola's posts that he was forced to take down from his internet site after 48 hours due to threats, probably of physical violence against him. This one's entitled, People Injured by COVID-19 Jab Share Their Horror Stories. Story at a Glance. In June 2021, Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson held a news conference with families who shared stories about the injuries they suffered as a result of taking the COVID jab. September 10, 2021, WXYZ TV Channel 7 posted a request on Facebook asking people who had lost an unvaccinated loved one to COVID-19 to contact them for a story. The post has received more than 241,000 comments and most are about someone who was injured or died from the shot or who got severe COVID-19 despite being fully vaccinated. Jody O'Malley, a registered nurse who works for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, is blowing the whistle on COVID jab injuries. Suspected vaccine injuries are not being reported, even though it's required. In fact, Few health workers are familiar with this requirement and they don't know how and where to file such reports. Brandon Schatt, a Johnson & Johnson regional business lead, has been caught on tape saying children should not get the COVID jab and media cannot be trusted to tell the truth about the shots. Justin Durant, a Johnson & Johnson scientist, agrees babies and young children don't need the COVID shot and tells the undercover reporter to not get the Johnson & Johnson COVID, quote, vaccine. At the end of June 2021, Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson held a news conference with families who shared stories about the injuries they'd suffered as a result of taking the COVID jab. You could watch the hour-long meeting, which was widely censored and suppressed above. And of course, this has been removed, so I don't have that. While Johnson is diplomatic, stating that most people have no trouble after taking the jab and that the shots have saved many lives, it seems clear that side effects from the COVID injections are far more common than anyone is willing to publicly admit. Case in point, September 10th, 2021, WXYZ TV channel 7 posted a request on Facebook asking people who'd lost an unvaccinated loved one to COVID-19 to contact them for a story. As of September 29, 2021, the post had more than 244,000 comments and the vast majority are about someone who was injured and died or died from the COVID shot or who got severe COVID-19 despite being fully vaccinated. You can browse through hundreds of thousands of comments. Below are some examples of the comments posted on the site. My good friend's grandpa just passed away due to receiving his booster vaccine. How about doing a story about my uncle who was in fine shape until he got vaccinated? Or my boss's uncle who was healthy in his 50s then died suddenly a week after getting vaccinated? My sister-in-law's father died of a stroke 48 hours after Moderna vax. He was active and healthy. What about my husband's boss? who had two strokes after her second dose. Not interested in that story? The shot murdered my friend three weeks after he got it. I have a close friend 
that now has myocarditis after the shots, high mortality within five years, perfectly healthy prior to the shots. I know two women who had strokes right after their shot. We lost an uncle to heart inflammation two days after he received the vaccine. Lost a very dear man after his second dose of the vaccine, and he said he regretted getting it, and he advised me not to get it. How about reporting on those? He died of a brain aneurysm and was a very healthy man. My beautiful mother passed away recently, 23 days after having the first AstraZeneca shot that that I didn't know she was getting. Quote, immunization was the cause of death on her death certificate. I now know more people injured by the vaccine than people who ever had COVID. No, but I know two people who died from COVID after being fully vaccinated. My uncle passed away three months after his second shot. He was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, had surgery, and was released to rehab and then died of a blood clot. Thanks, Pfizer. I know two women who had miscarriages within two days of taking it. These responses are what you would call a major clue. As noted by one commentator, quote, doesn't sound like you're getting the story you need judging by the vast majority of these comments about vaccine losses and side effects. Since there's such an overwhelming outpouring of vaccine reactions, maybe do a story on that. There's lots of people here to pull from it, it seems. We now also have medical insiders blowing the whistle, confirming COVID jab injuries are incredibly commonplace and most are never reported. In an upcoming article, I will share businessman Steve's Kirsch analysis that strongly suggests the reports in the U.S. Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, VAERS, are underreported by a factor of 41. This means there may be actually more than 200,000 deaths and up to 5 million COVID jab injuries. Health and Human Services whistleblower, quote, evil at the highest level, unquote. In a stunning Project Veritas report, Jody O'Malley, a nurse working for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, reveals health officials are ignoring and covering up COVID-19 vaccine injuries. O'Malley says she's seen, quote, dozens of people coming in with adverse reactions, including myocarditis, congestive heart failure, and deaths. Yet the reactions are not being reported. This is despite the fact that since both the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention require any suspected injury from an emergency use vaccine to be reported. Quote, if anyone... If everyone is supposed to gather this data and report it, but no one is reporting it, how will anyone know the vaccine is truly safe? They don't, says O'Malley. One of the reasons O'Malley decided to come forward, knowing she would likely lose her job over it, is because one of her co-workers, who was coerced into taking the shot, died. O'Malley says, quote, nobody should have to decide between their livelihood or taking the vaccine. She also points out that while there are medications such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine that have been shown to be safe and effective against the virus, the Health and Human Services will terminate anyone who uses these drugs. Were these drugs permitted, the COVID jab wouldn't even qualify for emergency use. 
When O'Malley asked Gail Lundberg, a DHHS pharmacist, if ivermectin can be given to a patient if the doctor is willing to prescribe it, Lundberg responds, quote, I'm stuck. I am told you are absolutely not to use ivermectin under any circumstances whatsoever for someone with COVID unless you don't want to have a job. I'm not going to lose my job over this. O'Malley says, quote, this is evil at the highest level. You have the FDA, the CDC, they're both supposed to be protecting us, but they're under the government and everything we've done so far is unscientific. Another whistleblower, Deborah Conrad, was recently featured in a Highwire exclusive. Conrad, a physician's assistant, reveals there is a complete disregard for the requirement to report COVID jab injuries at her hospital, too. I'll publish that interview this coming October 8th. Johnson & Johnson officials caught on tape. In part three of its COVID vaccine investigative series, Project Veritas exposes the true sentiments of two Johnson & Johnson officials, Brandon Schatt, a Johnson & Johnson regional business lead, and Justin Durant, a Johnson & Johnson scientist. Speaking to an undercover Project Veritas reporter over a meal, Schatt admits he did not agree to push vaccines on children. Quote, kids should not get a effing COVID vaccine, he says. It's terrible. It's a kid. You just don't do that, you know. Not something that's so unknown in terms of repercussions down the road. When asked if we really have no idea what the long-term repercussions are, he replies, quote, I mean, how could you, right? There's nobody who's 30 years in who said, hey, I had the vaccine and I don't have and I don't have a third eyeball, unquote. When asked if we can trust the media when it comes to reporting the COVID shots, chat says, quote, in no capacity should we ever trust anything that they say. Durant also doesn't think babies and young children need the jab, saying, quote, it wouldn't make much of a difference if children are unvaccinated for COVID. That said, he does seem to be on board with a corporate policy to push the injection on adults, regardless of need or personal beliefs. He admits that what they're doing is making life so inconvenient for the unvaccinated that they just give up and get it. Despite that, Durant tells the undercover reporter, quote, don't get the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine. I didn't tell you that, though. FDA warnings issued for Janssen, Pfizer, and Moderna. In late April 2021, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration added a warning label to the Janssen COVID shot about the risk for potentially serious blood clotting in the brain and other sites, including the abdomen and leg, in combination with thrombocytopenia, which is low platelet count, particularly among women. In mid-July, Guillain-Barre syndrome and altered immunocomp competence were added to the other list of warnings. In June 2021, Pfizer and Moderna both got warning labels added to their COVID shots as the FDA concluded there's a, quote, likely association between the mRNA injections and heart inflammation in adolescents and young adults. June 24, 2021, Fierce Pharma reported that, quote, heart inflammation has occurred at a rate of 12.6 per million among those aged 12 to 39, according to the CDC's vaccine safety data link. 
menstrual problems emerging as a widespread side effect. One of the side effects that has yet to register on the FDA's and CDC's radar is menstrual irregularities among women. According to a September 16, 2021 editorial in the BMJ, more than 30,000 reports of menstrual irregularities and vaginal bleeding has been filed with the British Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulation Agency's MHRA Yellow Card Scheme, which collects and monitors adverse vaccine reactions as of September 2, 2021. <clears throat> the editorial was written by Victoria Mayle, a reproductive immunology specialist at the Imperial College of London. According to Mayle, the link between these bleeding irregularities and the COVID jabs, irrespective of brand, is a plausible one that warrants further investigation. She writes, quote, Menstrual changes have been reported after both messenger RNA and adenovirus vectored COVID-19 vaccines, suggesting that if there is a connection, it is likely to be the result of the immune response to vaccination rather than a specific vaccine component. Vaccination against human papillomavirus, HPV, has also been associated with menstrual changes. Indeed, the menstrual cycle can be affected by immune activation in response to various stimuli, including viral infection. In one study of menstruating women, about a quarter of those infected with SARS-CoV-2 experienced menstrual disruption. Biologically plausible mechanisms linking immune stimulation with menstrual changes include immunological influences on the hormones driving the menstrual cycle or effects mediated by immune cells in the lining of the uterus, which are involved in the cyclical buildup and breakdown of this tissue. Assistant professor at University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, Dr. Catherine Clancy, who is researching acute immune reactivation and menstrual repair mechanisms, told the Defender she's, quote, dismayed that the research design of COVID vaccine trials makes it impossible at this time to actually explore this relationship and hope drug and vaccine manufacturers in the futures take these considerations into account. U.S. Reports of Menstrual Irregularities in the U.S., the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, had logged a total of 9,000 reports of menstrual disorders following a COVID injection as of September 2021. Dr. Lawrence Polevsky, a pediatrician, also weighed in on the BMJ article telling the Defender, quote, If we were to follow the scientific method, as it is taught in textbooks, knowing full well there is no longer any adherence to the scientific method, we would immediately see this observation of menstrual cycle changes in tens of thousands of women as a signal for which necessary questions would need to be asked. A true adherence to the scientific method would allow for answers to be reported without bias or prejudice for a desired outcome of the results. There's a long list of side effects that the manufacturers of the injection sent to the FDA in the fall of 2020. Many of the injuries people are reporting after receiving these injections, including bleeding, blood clots, autoimmunity, Guillain-Barre syndrome, and many others are well known to the manufacturers and the FDA, but the powers that continue to ignore the reports of people presenting with these real-time adverse events as if they have nothing to do with the injections at all.
Essentially, they gather the data in clinical trials, but have kept them completely under wraps. Pilevsky believes the menstrual irregularities reported by women who have gotten the COVID shot may be related to effects from the spike protein that their bodies are now producing. NIH funds study to investigate menstrual irregularities. In early September 2021, the Institute of Child Health and Human Development and the Office of Research on Women's Health, both of which are part of the National Institutes of Health, announced they will award $1.67 million in grants to five research institutions to investigate the link between menstrual irregularities and the COVID jabs. Over the next year, researchers at Boston University, Harvard Medical School, Johns Hopkins University, Michigan State University, and Oregon Health and Science University will try to determine whether the menstrual changes are directly linked to the COVID shots, how long the changes last, and what the underlying mechanism is. The five studies are expected to enroll somewhere between 400,000 and 500,000 participants, according to Diana Bianchi, director of the Institutes of Child Health and Human Development. There's also an independent group that is collecting data from unvaccinated women who are experiencing abnormal bleeding patterns after coming into close contact with a COVID-jabbed individual. Pilevsky and Dr. Christine Northrup are part of this research group, among others. You can find more information about this project on MyCycleStory.com. Mounting data tells a horrifying story. In closing, while authorities insist the COVID shots are, quote, safe and effective, mounting data tells a different story. Not only are the injections losing effectiveness within months, as demonstrated by Israeli data discussed in the video above, which I don't have here, VAERS has also received more than 726,000 adverse event reports following the COVID shots, including 15,000 deaths and 66,000 hospitalizations as of September 2021. These numbers are so staggering, there's really nothing that, compare, that can com compare. In nine months, these shots have caused more VAERS reports of injuries and death in the United States than all available vaccines over the past 30 years. A similar situation can be seen in the UK where 30,000 people have died within 21 days of their COVID shot. And that was just within the first six months of the vaccine rollout. In August, 2021, Japan's health ministry suspended the use of 1.63 million doses of Moderna's injection after finding foreign substances that looked like metal particles in some vials. Then, in mid-September, suspected contaminants were discovered in a particular lot of Pfizer's injections as well. Still, we're told just to roll up our sleeves and ask no questions. Why? As noted by Shat, the Johnson & Johnson employee caught on tape by Project Veritas, the mass vaccination campaign isn't really about public health, it's about politics and money. Beyond that, I believe it's about building the control mechanism needed for the Great Reset. Vaccine passports will allow unelected technocrats to control and manipulate the whole world according to their own whims. As, as expected, it doesn't end with two doses. In Israel, a fourth Pfizer shot is already being rolled out and the year isn't even over yet. And all those who took the first two doses will now lose all of their freedoms all over again until they catch up on the recommended boosters. 
This is precisely what we can expect to happen everywhere else in the world where vaccine passports are rolled out. Freedoms are being tied to being up to date on your vaccinations. And once COVID-19 disappears, if ever, they'll just come out with something else that must be injected into you if you wanna work, go to travel, go to school, shop, or live a semi-normal life. This is what the new biosecurity state is built around. The question is, is that any kind of a life? Is that what we want to live? Is this the world we want for our children and grandchildren? If not, we must do all our, we must all do our part and resist mandates, vaccine passports, and restrictions based on vaccine status. The good news is together we can win because there are far more of us than there are of them.